You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. In a world where podcasters talk about the same old pop culture topics, two heroes must rise to bring forth a new era of podcast entertainment. The Cigar Nerds Podcast. Movie reviews, pop culture debates, news, science, and even beer reviews. We're stranger than stranger things and funnier than an evil sewer clown. CigarNerdPodcast.com We all smoke down here, Georgie. And welcome again to the Monster Sci-Fi Show Podcast. I am your host, The Monster, back to give you another dose of sci-fi news for this week. I don't know what I'm doing already, because, again, it's a continuing trend of me being an idiot. I will explain much later if I can. In any case, our big three topics for today, I'm going to be talking about Kevin Smith, and his new project, which is a reboot of Jay and Silent Bob. Next, we also have, also making a comeback, is Zack Snyder. So he has a project with Netflix. I'll be talking about that as well. And lastly, there's good news-ish about The Batman, the movie trilogy that Matt Reeves is going to be directing. So there is some movement finally going forward with this project. So I will be talking about that as well. But before we get started, there are a lot of things that I want to talk about, a little tidbit news. But let's start off with the obvious. Today being Sunday that I'm recording this podcast in my backyard. And as you can hear, no talking. Again, dogs don't talk. They bark. And I screwed it up already. So... (laughs) Um, today being Super Bowl Sunday for the commercials that will be airing today, as well as any trailers, I will be talking about that on next week's podcast. So at least there'll be a review on that because honestly, the best time of watching the Super Bowl, regardless of who I was playing is watching the damn commercials. So I, I look forward to it every year and I made sure that I did not see anything beforehand because I wanted to be in the moment while watching the game. So, and I hope Tom Brady fails. Okay. Uh, So Friday, I got to see Black Panther at the AMC theaters uh, because there was a promotion for Black History Month in which they were allowing people to get free tickets to go watch the Black Panther again on the big screen. So I took my kids with me uh, since it was teacher planning day, not teacher planning day, uh, take your child to work day. Uh, my kids worked half day with my wife. And since I was already off that day, uh, well, I kind of, kind of indulge. But I really love this movie. And yes, I own it on DVD. I've seen it already several times. But it, it has more resonance being that it came on the 1st of February for Black History Month. Um, and I think Killmonger's line at the the very end, as you know, as he's dying, 
it is really heartbreaking because you really feel that 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 history with those words about you know bury me in the ocean uh, with my ancestors that jumped from the ships because they knew death was better than bondage. I mean, I literally started welling up with that line because you don't have to be African-American. You don't have to be black. You don't have to understand that kind of pain that people went through. So even me talking about this, I'm kind of getting that again. But it, it hit home so much and, and how Wakanda had this technology and kind of shut itself off from the rest of the world and what a terrible mistake that was and yes it is just a fantasy but it has like a larger scheme of things that what if this was averted you know that would have been an amazing thing that this world would not have been the way it is right now all screwed up but all right let me move on because there's no reason for me to start talking about this and getting upset and crying on a podcast, my own podcast. God damn it. <laughs> All right. So I have about a couple of minutes left. You got to be kidding me on this news. They want to remake Escape from New York. I do not want to see this. Fo- okay. Fox got the rights to remake this. So we'll see whatever happens in the future. Now, next, we are not getting a Batman Beyond animated movie, despite the rumors. It's not doing anything against Spider-Man and Spider-Verse. Nothing's happening, so screw it. April 1st, we are getting a new Twilight Zone series, which is going to be produced by Jordan Peele, uh, as well as he will be the narrator for it, just like Rod Sterling. Sterling. Uh, he will de- nom- He will narrate the 10 episodes, which is only the first season. But, like Star Trek Discovery, it will only be on CBS All Access as of April 1st. So, lovely. <laughs> so, as think Discovery should be done by then, and then, there you go. There you have it. All right, so, now that Captain Marvel is going to be coming out in March, there is news that, that Brie Larson, I had no idea, made her directorial debut back in 2017. So that movie kind of came and went, but Netflix is bringing that to its services as of April 5th. So about a month after Captain Marvel airs, you'll get to see the movie that she got to direct. So again, that's the kind of thing that I love seeing is that if I love actors in a certain movie and they do other projects, even if it's not sci-fi or fantasy or superheroes, anything like that, a simple drama. If you can tell me a good story, I will go with it and I will follow you. So I have no problems with that. Next, we also have a new animated series, limited series, uh, called In- uh, Invincible by Robert Kirkman, who did The Walking Dead. So Stephen Young is going to be coming back. So Glenn is sort of alive in this. We are getting other talents like Mark Hamill, Sandra Oh. Uh, Seth Rogen's going to be attached to this, so it's going to be really fantastic to hear these people on uh, the screen, or the small screen, I should say, for uh, for Amazon. And that one, I definitely do need to, to finish up on that. 
Okay. Um, speaking about Black Panther just earlier, it is reported that he is coming back <laughs> for Black Panther 2. And I knew this going in watching the Black Panther movie. And I was just like, how is this going to be possible? Other than time travel stuff, whatever. Now, it, it seemed that T'Challa did have a moment that he could have not taken them to the edge of the mountain and as watch the sunset. He could have saved him, but I'm thinking, no, he's just letting him suffer a little bit more for him to be put into that situation. So it was just like, maybe we'll save you. I'm not sure if I want to do that. And then he keels over. He obviously had plenty of time from to go from where they were down below to above rather than going to help, you know, Killmonger. Uh, I, I just think that that was a little bit too much. But in any case, he's coming back, and we'll see how that plays out. And I forgot to mention, for CBS All Access, Stephen King is going to have another remake of a series that was already done. Another 10 episodes for The Stand. So I enjoyed the original series back in the day because... That book, as well as other big novels, were just too big to be filmable. Now, in this day and age, nothing is unfilmable. So I'm kind of happy about that. And lastly, we also have news about there's a sequel to Dunkirk. So Christopher Nolan's new project is going to be scheduled for July 17th, 2020. And um, no actors no story no nothing is attached other than we have a date so on that end of this bit of tidbit news i'm going to take a quick break and when i come back i will be talking about kevin smith and his reboot project of jay and silent bob we need to tape a promo guys if you had to encapsulate the round table in one catchphrasey kind of way what would you say rampant geekery or donculus <laughs> uh, let's not go with Shrek. That 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 you know. The first okay. one was good. The second one was great. After that, it kind of you know. Guys, guys, promo. Stay on topic here. Okay. Stay on topic. Stay on topic. <laughs> oh no, I'm going in. Stay on topic. Stay on topic. Topic. Red leader. I'm, I, no, I'm sorry. Stay on I topic. I can't say it. It's up to you, Red Five. <laughs> oh God. Here's the promo. So, Luke. promo. <laughs> the round table. Brought to you by Revolution SF. Tough love for sci-fi. Available at revolutionsf.com and iTunes. All right, so we are back to talk about the latest news for Kevin Smith. Is that snooch to the reboot? I'm not sure if I'm doing that correct or any justice because I just screwed it up royally. But in any case, Jay and Silent Bob are coming back once more. So Kevin Smith took to Instagram to have a picture of him as Silent Bob next to Jason Mewes, who plays Jay. So as of February 25th, they will be in production down in New Orleans. So as he put it, it's the one-year anniversary from his heart attack that he had last year which was pretty much a big wake-up call for him, as well as, you know, as, as we grow older, we have to take care of ourselves better and not think that we can just keep on living 
our life a certain way that we have done for years and had no consequences because it does have consequences down the road. So he has lost a ton of weight and, you know, he's remained busy. And I've enjoyed him as a actor, as a director, um, as a personality. I really enjoy listening to him and Mark Bernardin on their show, which is now Fat Man Beyond. But, you know, I going back to the very first Clerks movie that happened back in 1994, uh, yes, 94. And it's you can tell how much nerdiness that spoke to a lot of us. Just that one black and white movie and the kind of conversations that they we would have, but now we see it on the screen. That was never done like that. And that's what made me feel like, you know, he's kind of one of us-ish. Sure, he is now, you know, a director and he has millions of dollars or whatever you want to call it. And I still find him relatable. And I know a lot of people don't care for him, but I enjoy what he has done and what he is still bringing to us. The fact that we're going to get another series of Jay and Silent Bob about a reboot in which they're kind of rebooting the character from the previous movie. So I'm curious to see how this all pans out. Now, I'm not saying that everything that he does is fantastic. It's not um, a perfect example. And I know he loves his, his yoga hosers, but I didn't really like it that much. I appreciate it, but eh, it was all right. But I will give you Red State. Red State was kind of like a horror movie slash uh, cult of personality like David Koresh combined story and it was really fantastic i never thought that i would see you know a riveting performance and i forgot the guy who played the the guy who's heading this uh this organization but he was fantastic and how it all played out i've never saw that twist coming um and it was really like mind-blowing how good this was because it was nothing like any other Kevin Smith project before. And I think he should do more movies like that, take more chances. But honestly, he can do what the hell he wants. That's not, that's, my opinion matters not for nobody but my own. But, you know, he's done TV series. He's done several episodes of Supergirl and The Flash and The Goldbergs. I remember watching the first uh, pilot that he did called Rebirth um, back in uh, 2007. And it was a really good premise for the series, and I liked it enough. It didn't go anywhere after that, but, uh, you know, you can tell that he has a, a, a niche that's really good, and he knows what to work. So, And at many times, he even puts himself down. It's like he admires other directors. As a director, I'm like, there's no way I can match that kind of uh, creativity or ability as a director. But I envy him because he has been able to make these movies and even able to write comic books. So I would love to be able to be in that kind of same position one day in which I'm able to have projects that I can 
explore outside of what I'm doing right now with the podcast. So, you know, if there's any aspirations, you know, he is kind of my model to look after because that's the kind of situation that I want to kind of dip my toes in everything and, and be wrapped up in the very thing that you love talking about and, and be able to talk about with others and to do it with others. And that's the kind of thing that I enjoy about Kevin Smith. Now, the documentary, or not documentary, the stand-up special that he did, Silent But Deadly, I already have in my possession. I'm waiting to see it later today or whenever this week. But again, hearing him talk about stuff that I care about, I think speaks volumes to me. Um, it, it, it's like I have a friend on the inside, basically, that I get to hear him and Mark talk about you know stuff that's going on and give us inside dish, which he did spill out some great details about what would have been for Justice League parts two and three, which was Zack Snyder's project, which I'll talk about that in the next segment. But again, not everything that uh, Kevin does is fantastic. I didn't think that Clark's two would be fantastic, but it turned out to be unbelievably good now he did try to go for a third one and that did not happen because the actor who plays randall did not want to have any part with it um but he do but he does have an upcoming project called moose jaws and basically is as he put it it's like jaws but with a moose so it's that kind of silliness that he doesn't take himself for you know that harshly of a director that he's an avant-garde or now this is something that he wants to do by all means that he can go ahead and do this i will support him um and there are things that i agree with and there are plenty of things that i don't agree with but that's the joy of him it, it's something that you can easily find your way with him um, on some levels about something um, and, and just in this case, he fits in a lot of those different boxes that I like, you know, about movies and inside information and just geeking out about referencing all these different things and throwing in references left and right. And that's the kind of thing that I do. You know, even if I'm not doing it a project, I'm doing that throughout the day at home or with friends or at work. So it, it's kind of like living that life that you want to be in. So, but, um, I'm eager to see what this new movie will be about. And yes, it may be like, while you're tapping the well, it's his baby. That's his well. Let him have his cake and eat it too. Although I don't think he can have cake because he's so vegan now. So uh, that's about it. So in the next segment, I will talk about the news that he talked about, about Justice League and how that is connected to Zack Snyder because that's another guy that is kind of like hit and miss with a lot of people. But again, I will be talking about my passion for Zack Snyder. So give me another moment to take another break and I will be back to talk about Zack Snyder. My name is Brian Foster. Everything you know is wrong. 
got that. Now, the reason that I'm calling is because I have begun to suspect you don't have any ladybugs in your freezer. Hey cuz, Roy here. So about your car. The darkness was never empty. There's this presence in my head. But I'm pretty sure that the book was confiscated by cats. You're damn right we find a lot of bodies when Foster is around. And some people call me the Night Blogger. Okay, so we are now talking about the return of Zack Snyder. So, much like Kevin Smith, he can be kind of polarizing in a certain sense that Either you like what Zach does, or you don't care for what Zach does. It, it's kind of hard to say there's a fine middle ground for fans, because if you go back to Batman versus Superman, which is the second movie after Man of Steel, in which there was an initial... It did initially well in the box office for the first weekend, but the the backlash the following week had a significant drop off in the box office. Even though it did incredibly well, the fans did not care as much for this movie. I, on the other hand, enjoyed the hell out of Batman vs. Superman. And yes, I am not blind about the problems that that movie had. Namely, Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. I get that. But because we had a different version of Superman with Man of Steel, in which Zack and David Goyer uh, came up with the idea of him killing um, General Zod at the very end, and saying, well, Superman doesn't kill. You're right. He doesn't. But this is where he won't kill again. It is a very um, drastic event in his life in which he had to make this critical decision. And he will never be in that position again or allow himself to get into that position again. He will not kill. Think about Batman and how he doesn't use a gun. You know, he used other technologies and so forth, but why the Batman versus Superman, why did he wind up using guns and had machine guns on his car and use bat branding? Because this is a much older Batman and he's been doing this Batman business for 20 years and nothing has been working. So that character had changed. So... I have no problems in kind of a reinterpretation of what these characters have been done before. And you should be, I think, open to 
what has been or what will be in the future. Just like James Bond, there are people that love Sean Connery as James Bond or Roger Moore. Or, I mean, we've had this argument time and time and again. If this is not your cup of tea, well, then there's plenty of other teas for you to have. But because I loved, I liked Justice League enough, even though that had problems, and even though it was tragic that Zack had lost his daughter to suicide in the process or the the, the filming end of Justice League, and Joss. We didn't have to come in and finish the production and actually change a lot of things that was already planned for. You know, it, it could have been a much better movie. And Kevin Smith um, and his podcast, again, Fat Man Beyond, talked about how there were supposed to be three movies. And I only thought there was supposed to be only two. But in the end of Justice League, the first one, the defeat of Steppenwolf, a boom tube opens up, and we see Darkseid on the other side, and cut to he can see them, they can see him, and that ends part one. Part two would have been Justice Lee taking the fight to Darkseid and losing, and everyone being separated, and part three would have been the, the dream sequence that Bruce had in the first movie. So, while everything seemed to have been put too much in the first movie now that i know that there was supposed to be a three-part arc and because things were not done per zach's not necessarily instructions but to his vision we're never going to get parts two and three let alone if ever zach snyder's final version or his cut of justice league that i am eager to see just like with the original version of Rogue One or Han Solo. You know, there's a reason why you hired these guys in the first place. What didn't work? I would love to see. Granted, like any project, like you're doing a rewrite, sometimes your initial idea may change over the course of many drafts, and even in the final revision may, may not look like anything since you started out with that always happens in the creative process but i've enjoyed zach's work um even with like the first movie that i kind of got it into him was dawn of the dead back in 2004 this was you know a, a long line of zombie movies that had been done before but what was different about this the zombies run they don't walk they don't lumber they run after you that's what made it exciting you bump it up to 300 and you do an amazing uh, graphic novel adaptation. Now, granted, it was a lot of slow motion action and it looks gorgeous. I'm not disputing that. But I'm like, dude, you could just put fast forward to have normal action, just to kind of speed the movie, cut it in half one time. But if you can just put that aside and just joy visually how stunning that movie is. Um, then we move into The Watchmen, probably one of his best adaptations for any project is spot on. And then he did his own movie for Sucker Punch, which I fantastically love visually, even though, again, there will always be things that you don't like or have problems with the way it's structured. I can't 
faulted for for that other than I just enjoyed his vision. Man of Steel, his use of visuals, the symbolism, the music, everything that is part of that movie, even though it's different from the Superman that I grew up with, that's the Superman that I am holding on my arm. That tattoo is from the Man of Steel tattoo. The music that he plays in that movie, I use that to run. So I am a very big fan of him and a big fan of his vision. Now, there is going to be a new project for Zach to jump on to Netflix, which is going to be a army of zombie. Is it army of zombie? Army, I'm sorry, army of the dead, uh, which is about $90 million. Think this is going to be kind of like a pseudo sequel to that um, Dawn of the Dead movie. So, if you're going to get him, let him be Zach. Let him deliver that kind of vision that he has done before. And I'm not saying that Warner Brothers is not right in doing what they had to do, because you need to do a course correct, uh, course uh, correction, but to do it after the fact that. If the movie did poorly and you started filming literally right after the movie premiered, that's on you. You could have stopped at any time. And I've always said you should not, no matter how good of a director is, have the exact same director produced or direct the exact same movie time after time after time after time. It kind of loses its punch. Uh, Michael Bay is a perfect example of how he ran the Transformer series into the ground too much so even though i love man of steel i enjoyed batman versus superman you know justice lee again had problems but let zach have his vision let him go if you don't like it that's on you so all right so the last part i'm going to talk about the new batman movie so i'll be back in just a couple of seconds <laughs> The Pro Wrestling Roundtable is a podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans. Every Monday, you can get your wrestling fix with news, interviews, reviews, wrestling talk from the past, present, and future. So much wrestling talk, even Bonesaw McGraw can't resist. Available on ProWrestlingRoundtable.com, iTunes, and the ESO Network. Come on and listen. All right, so the last part, we're going to be talking about the Batman. So that is actually... I think officially that's going to be the movie's title for the new series for the Batman, uh, which is going to be directed by Matt Reeves. If you are a fan of Matt Reeves, like I am, I enjoyed his work in Cloverfield. And then he did the last two uh, Planet of the Apes movies with um, Dawn and the, the the war of planet of the apes so those two movies are really fantastic as well as now that he's taken over this project he really doesn't really have to worry about making a deadline this movie is not going to be expected anytime soon maybe 2021 and it's going to be a trilogy now is this going to be connected to the dceu i don't know it could be, um, it could just be a standalone, like the previous Batman movies. 
and I'm okay with that. The the difference what Matt Reeves is going to be bringing, and he he mentioned this in an interview that he wants to be making Batman the true detective that he's supposed to be. We haven't really seen, like he said, a, a Batman detective on that sense. I mean, we did see it in the animated series. That is fantastic. If you've never seen it and you had a DC app, I don't know why you haven't seen it, but you should see Batman the Animated Series. That is the quintessential Batman that I would mark as you have to watch. It is visually stunning. It is great character development. It's just everything you want Batman to be. Now, not to say that Michael Keaton Batman was bad, or Val Kilmer was bad. Well, it was bad. <laughs> or George Clooney bad. Yes, that was bad too. Uh, but, you know, Christian Bale was actually fantastic. Ben Affleck, who I initially had a really bad reaction to the news that he was going to be playing Batman, turned out to be a hell of a Batman and a fantastic Batman and Bruce Wayne. So I have no problems, unfortunately, for him to take off the cowl and pass it along to someone else. I know that um, he was at one time expected to do the Batman, write it and direct and star in it, but he is going through, you know, a bit of turmoil in his life, and that's okay because I'm okay with what he was able to bring to Batman, a, a different take on what we haven't seen before, much darker, uh, I, not necessarily in line with the Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns Batman, but pretty close to a much um, more jaded, more, um, I've been at this job for 20 plus years, I need to retire kind of thing, so, but enjoyable nonetheless. So the question then you have to ask, well, then who you want to have as the new Batman. Well, for a while, there was John Hamm's name that's been thrown around. So if you know him, uh, that's from uh, Mad Men, which he does have the classic look. There's no doubt about that. I have no problems with that. Michael B. Jordan's name has also been thrown out there. And as much as I would say, sure, Let's go ahead and do that too. Let's put him into the mix. He was already the Human Torch from the Fantastic Four. He's also played Killmonger in Black Panther. I don't know if I can go ahead and be comfortable with him as Bruce Wayne slash Batman, and it's not because of him being black. It is not that. I just think... It is too much Michael B. Jordan that he will overshadow Batman. I would want someone perhaps that's a little more diverse in casting. It will be a novel idea to go a bit different that it's a person of color. It could be a woman for like here. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, eager to see whatever he wants to deliver. But we are going to get a noir-type Batman with detective-type stories and multiple villains and three movies out of this. I will say this. 
there is one person that could be the perfect fit. Army Hammer was supposed to play Batman in the George Miller version of Justice League. That happened or did not happen due to the Roger strike. So, as Jamel uh, pointed out uh, for me on on Facebook, it's about time. I will say Army Hammer is your guy to have be the Batman. So I couldn't agree more. So I'm up for whatever it is that Matt Reeves wants to do. And basically, that's exactly what Warner Brothers is doing. It's like, you go ahead and decide what you want to do, and this will go along with it. So there is no set date other than some other sites did put it sometime in June in 2021, but that's neither here or there. I just think that if we're going to do a Batman, I want to have a really good Batman story. You don't have to tell an origin story. It has been done to death. Much like Spider-Man's origin story, you don't need to see Uncle Ben dying. You can make a reference to it like in Homecoming, which was perfect. But don't do an origin story. For God's sakes, don't. Do I want to see an expanded Batman family? I, I think it'll be kind of cool if you throw in Damien, but again, if it's going to be your own thing, your own beast that's not connected to what has been done before, sure, let's throw in Robin and Catwoman and, and all that fun stuff. Um, but as far as villains, because that's the other thing that's been another angle to go with. Do we want to have multiple villains like the Riddler and Penguin? Yeah, I would like to see them again, but if it's going to be kind of like, you know, more psychological, then yeah, you can definitely use the Riddler in a better sense. And not that I didn't love Jim Carrey as the Riddler, but, you know, that movie had its own problems. And, you know, Jim Carrey brought what he could to that character and made it his own, and it was fine. But I kind of like what we have on Gotham, that Riddler, but I would like to see a more expanded version of the Riddler. So if you're going to do a really good detective story, that's a good nemesis to bring up that we have not seen done properly in that sense. So, all right. So on that note, that's going to be an end of this show. So I forgot to mention, um, there was a thing that happened during the week in which Someone posted a picture of Michael Pena, who played Lewis in Ant-Man. And they wrote, you know, telling the Russo brothers, you know, for them to have him do a whole narration of playing catch-up, of telling everything that's happened up till what happened with Avengers uh, Endgame. So for him to tell it the way that he does, like he's done in Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp, let him do that again and recapping everything up to this point. And Brad Meltzer also supported that idea. So hopefully, not that anyone's listening to my podcast, but if the Russo brothers are watching, please let that be a thing for you to do for Avengers Infinity War. Or do it before and um, just let it that be, you know, whatever. All right. So enough of me yammering. You can follow me in the various social networks. There are pictures there of things that I did during the week that I think you might get a kick on Instagram as well. You can email me at monstersci-fi-show at gmail.com. So 
Go Rams, destroy the Patriots for God's sakes. Let this be a good game. So, on that note, thank you for listening to the Monster Sci-Fi Show podcast. It's sci-fi from a certain point of view. Good night. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.